Hey everybody, it's Dimpner here from the Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass. Well, as you know, I've been doing these for a while and we've been talking about what's happening economically, how it affects the property market, and in particular, how it affects you. And the more you understand about the property market and what's actually going on, uh, not just here in Australia, but also globally, you can make better decisions. And when you make better decisions, you get better results. Let's just face it. That's what happens across all industries. Now, look, if you're listening to me on any of the podcast forums, uh, please make sure that at some stage you go across to my website, iloverealestate.tv, and get all the charts, because I think the charts are really super important and they really tell the story. So let's get into what's been happening this week. All right. Well, first up, I better turn my clicker on so that it works. <laughs> first up, um, it's official. This property market is breaking records. Well, I think that's pretty much old news. Everybody knows that. Um, but we need to have a look at why and what's going on and what's likely to happen into the future. So I want to talk about how inflation data has actually rattled the markets. But most banks um, have actually got it wrong as to what they think is going to happen there, in, in my opinion. I'll explain why in a bit. The countries uh, where inflation is actually a problem, I want to talk about that and why the RBA is one of the worst performing central banks in the world. Not a very good thing for Australia, is it? Uh, and why households are flush with cash and why the, Z, the Generation Zs um, are doing the best of all and how property prices broke through this important threshold and why there's, they're not slowing down anytime soon. So let's have a look at all of these points and we'll, have a, we'll see what happens during the week. So the first thing is um, why the banks have actually got the rate hikes wrong. Now you can see there in my little picture, uh, a mouse trap with a, uh, you know, a bank loan there and it's about to snap on you when you, when you go and grab it. Well, what I'm really trying to, to uh, show you here is interest rates. Because CPI, um, the Reserve Bank of Australia a few weeks ago came out and said that they wouldn't hike interest rates until CPI was within a certain range. Now, CPI data has actually uh, come up surprisingly quickly. But I'll explain why it's come up so quickly and what it actually means. Obviously, property's got a big part in that, but there are other factors at play there as well. Well, the banks are now expecting that the RBA is going to hike interest rates uh, at, by the end of 2022. However, inflation is still very, very low compared to other countries. And there's still a lot more, uh, there's, there's not enough pressure on the wage growth. So until we get wages growing nicely in line with uh, other sectors of the market like housing, I don't believe that the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia is going to hike interest rates to any, any uh, significant uh, amount. Um, and that wage pressure simply isn't there. Now, my, my thoughts behind the wage pressure or the lack thereof of wage pressure is really about all of these lockups and lockdowns. You know, every time we go into a lockdown or a shutout or whatever else or a mandated this or that, it puts the jitters into the economy at large. And people simply are happy to have a job, let alone, uh, you know, be concerned about where, how much they're actually getting paid. So I think it'll be a while before the economy actually settles down enough for unions and the like to start putting pressure on employers to increase wages. Now, wages are well under 
what they could be um, if you looked at a, a general trend over a long period of time. We have had an extended period of low wages. Um, and uh, until that picks up, I don't think the RBA is really going to, to make any significant difference because increasing interest rates is only going to curb one thing, and that's, price, uh, that's property pricing. Um, and they're not concerned about it. They've made it perfectly clear that they're not concerned about house prices. They're concerned about the underlying economy, the real unemployment rate, and uh, the real inflation rate, which is not just factored on a few things, but it's actually uh, heavily weighted towards wages growth, which is which I think is very sound. Now, this just shows you the, uh, the quarterly increase and the areas that have increased more than others. You can see their transport. Well, that's a big one because of our petrol prices. Well, that's really got nothing to do with us. It's about the international energy crisis. And as we go through that, we're going to see, um, you know, the pressure here in Australia, but that could change in an instant. You know, the, the Arab countries decide to pump out more oil and bingo, the prices come down again. So that's not a real indicator for inflation. It's a short-term indicator, certainly not a long-term indicator. The other ones there is housing. Yep, old story. Everybody knows about that. And the other one there is really on household improvements, which is related to, um, which is related to the, uh, the houses and improving and, you know, getting the big screen TV and all the services around the household and furnishings and all of those sort of things, um, which is really about increasing the value of our homes and, of course, some degree of um, standard of living there. So um, that's in the retirement culture, which has had a bit of a boost through everyone going out there and buying caravans and motorhomes. <laughs> but that, you know, that's not long term. A big part of the, the short term hike in inflation has been this, the petrol pricing. I mean, I paid over $2 the other day to fill up my car. It was ridiculous. Makes me want to, uh, to think about uh, electric cars a little bit more, but I do like my little car. Anyway, um, then, and, the, and of course, the biggest part of this is uh, construction and the owner uh, properties, new properties, existing properties, um, you know, the cost of materials to go into creating properties, all of that is really pushing up the index. But will it be sustained? Look, I think in the property industry, it will. Uh, but a lot of the other, other areas like fuel and transport and things like that, I don't think it will. So that's why it's kind of a bit of a, a temporary uh, spike that we're seeing right now. And you can see here, this is the inflation gauge that's put out by the Melbourne Institute. And it came down substantially, um, obviously through COVID and whatever, and then we got quite high and then we've had the second lot of lockdowns. Well, we're not even back up to where we were pre um, this last lot of lockdowns for everybody. So there's still a fair bit of strength that needs to be there for a longer period of time before we can start talking about interest rate hikes. And the RBA edges closer to rate hikes, according to the financial review. Well, it might be edging closer, but I still think it's a fair way off. And this is really why, because when you look at our the CPI or the, the inflation rate of our trading partners, um, Australia is really quite low. Look at Canada, look at the EU, look at Germany. France is obviously lower than us. Japan is, um, <laughs> it actually can't be measured at the moment because it's all over the shop. New Zealand's higher than us. Everybody else is higher than us with the exception of France and China and Taiwan. Well, France, China, well, Taiwan and China, who would know what the actual figures were? It's very, uh, you know, controlled by Big Brother there. Um, but, uh, you know, France is down. That's, you know, that's, that's 
good or bad in in their um, you know in their economy. Uh, but the others are much higher. Look at the US. Look at New Zealand. Look at Germany. They're the big ones leading the 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 pack there. And UK is right up there, and so is Canada. So, you know, these are the countries that we are um, compared to. These are the countries that we will fall in line with. And when they are much much higher with lower interest rates than us, you know, uh, it really begs the question as to why we would start increasing interest rates when we're still behind the eight ball. This chart shows you the percentage of time in, uh, of inflation below the central bank target since 2008. And um, again, we are well down in the pack. You know, we're, we're not up there with, uh, with uh, some of the, the, the biggies, like in this case, Switzerland, US, Eurozone, New Zealand, they're all beating us at the moment. Even Denmark's beating us. They've only got 5, 000, 500, um, 5 million people. So it's the size of Sydney. They're even uh, you know, a little bit further down the track than us. So the CPI and wages, this has been put out by uh, Combank, this chart. And you can see there that um, we do expect uh, interest rates to increase, but we're probably looking at 2023. And that's really what the RBA has said. Uh, before we start to see any significant change at all. So great time to be out there in the property market, great time to be borrowing money to get into the property market uh, because the uh, the market cycle and everything else that we've been talking about is is nowhere near its, its, um, its cyclical oversupply. We are still massively undersupply. And when money is this cheap, you are crazy not to be getting out there and, um, you know, really... Uh, getting into the property market as fast as you can with the right kind of properties. So that means get yourself educated first, which is why I offer everybody a free 60-minute breakthrough session with one of my advisors to talk about exactly that, getting yourself educated so that you know what to do and how to really accelerate through this period of time. Now, let's move on to the, the Gen Zs, <laughs> the Gen Zs. Um, with all of their COVID cash. And uh, the RBA, sorry, the um, CBA has actually come out again and they've updated their forecast and expect a stronger economy and job market than previously. Now, they were bullish to start with. So they're now going, things are going to be even better. Lockdowns didn't have a big impact, as, as bigger impact as expected. Um, a lot of the indications really came from when New South Wales got locked down initially, and it hadn't been previously. And they sort of thought, oh, my God, are we going to go down in this uh, process that uh, Victoria has? Um, but it didn't happen. And households continue to sit on a stack of cash. Most people are saving more. Most people have more money than they've ever had before. And in particularly the young people. Um, because they've been saving, they've been, they haven't been spending, they haven't been having overseas travel, they haven't been, uh, you know, spending a lot of money like they normally would. And where's that money going now? It's going into property and that and cryptocurrencies. And that's why, again, we're seeing this massive uh, surge in the property market. So the real unemployment rate, when you map it to GDP, is actually quite interesting. Now, that, that chart there shows uh, unemployment rate as uh, 4.1, which is actually not correct. Um, you know, they, I couldn't get a, a more up-to-date chart. It's actually peaked its head just above the 5%. And that has been due to the lockdowns, the most recent lockdowns. We just got through that, that as we came into November. 
Um, but when you compare it to GDP and the growth in GDP, that is still a fantastic result, considering where, uh, you know, where we could have been and have been in the past. You know, when we go back to our previous um, uh, upheaval, which was really GFC, even though it wasn't a recession, the global financial crisis, unemployment rate took much, much longer to return to, uh, to normal rates and things like that, and were much, much higher than where we are here with COVID. So the unemployment rate is expected to, um, to rebound. Uh, we expected to, uh, sorry, is the employment rate is expected to rebound. Unemployment is still expected to, to edge uh, further down, particularly as we come up to Christmas um, and particularly as uh, the markets start to open up and, and we, uh, you know, we start to get rid of these silly mandates and other things that are out there. So CBA actually has a card tracker and you can see there right across the states um, there was been a, um, you know, a significant drop off in spending and that's really month by month you can see there so it's a bit erratic as to where it is, but by and large we've been paying off our credit cards, we've been saving like crazy as this chart here shows, you know, we've been we've been saving since um, in, in a strong savings uh, band since about March 2019 every month every quarter since then we have been in a strong savings position. And that is why there's so much cash in the economy. And, uh, you know, that on top of us printing money like it's going out of fashion at $4 billion a week means that there's money flushing around everywhere. And where's it going? It's going into property. So this just shows you the average balance that, uh, that people have, CBA, the average balance of, of money in deposits, um, you know, of uh, over $120,000. Uh, and that's, uh, that's an offset accounts, the same thing. So that's pretty huge, uh, considering that back in 2015, um, we were a good 20% less than that across the board. Uh, and this just shows you across the different generations. Obviously, the Gen Zs are the ones that are saving the most. Uh, the millennials, which are the, the, the babies out there, they're saving like crazy. The Gen Xs, the ones that aren't saving that much are the boomers. <laughs> and of course, the older generation, because they're the ones who are, um, you know, living on pensions and other things, and perhaps not as, uh, you know, don't have the jobs like the younger generations do. Sign of the times, yeah, that, that trend is going to continue. So how are property prices, uh, have they burst through this important threshold? Well, what's the important threshold? Have a look at this. Property prices are growing at more than 20% per annum for the first time in CoreLogic's records. Now that they go back, oh gosh, I think they go back into the early 90s, um, which has been the major, um, you know, major contributor for data on property ever since then. And we haven't seen increases like this before. Now it's synchronized across the capitals. It's not just in any one area. And again, that is very unique. And of course, part of that that story is that days on the market are still very, very tight. Just look at that national figure there of 20.8% across the country, increase in house prices. So this is the monthly change and obviously up and down, up and down all over the place. But look at the length of time that property prices have been up. And again, we've been increasing ever since we got over the shock last year of, um, oh my goodness, we're all going to die, to... Uh, you know, what does this really mean? Let's get our money into hard assets. 
Well, that's what everybody's done. And that's really what this chart is showing you. And you can see there, when we go into lockdowns, we save more, surprise, surprise. Um, but even out of lockdown, we are still saving significantly. Uh, this just really shows you the, the, um, the increase. Look at the last column there. That shows you the uh, percentage increase across the capitals, um, across the regional areas. And, you know, I think the, the lowest I can see there for a capital city is about 16.4%. Now, <laughs> this is unheard of. I haven't seen these kind of figures since the 80s when we came out of the, uh, you know, the early 80s recession that we, we had then, and then I had another one in the early 90s. Um, we tended to skip the one in for GFC because it wasn't a technical recession. But these kind of figures are actually surpassing those percentage increases as well. So, you know, it's, it's good times, you know, and, and it's a, there's so many millionaires that have been created simply by being in the property market, but being in the property market sensibly. And this chart shows you across the major capital cities a different way, but they're all showing that massive trend up of, you know, somewhere between 16 to over 20, 25% increases across the capital cities. And it's flowing through to the regions as well. So it's not just the capital cities that are experiencing these kind of ups. Clearance rates, very high compared to uh, where they historically are. Look at the, you know, look at where they were back in uh, October of 2011 compared to where we are now. Clearance rates are way up there. Everything's selling at auction. Um, and uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I came to you and said, well, first time in, in something like 39 years, we've had clearance rates in excess of 80% for that particular month. Now, that was huge. They're down a little bit on that. We're down in the 70s, but that is still very, very high clearance rates when it comes to, uh, to selling, selling properties. And of course, the other side of that is days on the market are very, very short. So instead of typically being up there like in 2011 in the 70 to 80 days on the market, we're down at 28 and 30, 30 days on the market. So it doesn't take long to, to move the property along when you actually make a decision to, to, uh, you know, to put your property up for sale. It tends to move pretty quickly. And that is why as buyers, you also need to be um, very astute. I mean, I had to buy a property during the week um, on a phone call, basically, because I knew it was a good deal. I was a, an expert in the area that it was. I knew what the pricing was, which is all about being educated in the market. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew if I didn't say, yep, send me a contract right now, then uh, I wouldn't have got that deal. And believe me, it's an absolute cracker. So let me leave you with a little bit of a thought now. And this is really about believing in yourself. And it's the first uh, secret to success, because if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have the courage to get out there and, and start creating your wealth or to build on your wealth or to replace your income, you're not going to do it. You're going to self-sabotage. You're going to make excuses. You're going to do all sorts of things that will, will leave you significantly worse off financially. The strongest factor for success is self-esteem believing you can do it, believing you deserve it, and believing you'll get it. And that's what it's really about. Um, and the way to do that is to get yourself educated, get the confidence behind you so that you can do the numbers. Your numbers don't lie. You know that you've done the work, 
that's going to be the result with a great degree of, of um, accuracy and confidence. And, uh, you know, you've got a, a, you know, a, great, a great outcome ahead. It's just a matter of going through the processes. And that's where I want to get you guys. That's the, the level of confidence that I want to build you to. And it all starts with education. So that's why I'm offering you these free 60-minute breakthrough sessions. They're with one of my advisors. You can click through here. All you've got to do is go to iloverealestate.tv forward slash questions forward slash and uh, lock on there and get yourself one of those appointments. Um, and we can, we can start the journey with you. We can start the journey as to what you've got to do to move forward. Now, look, I don't sell properties. I'm not trying to sell you a property. But I will tell you what you've got to do to maximize your situation and what to do and how to look and what to buy and all of those other things, which are going to be so crucial to your success and ultimately your family's wealth for generations to come. So click on there, iloverealestate.tv forward slash questions. Get yourself one of those free breakthrough sessions. They're 60 minutes long with one of my advisors. Put it in your diary so that you don't forget. Uh, because they're going to turn up on the allotted time. Make sure you do as well, because otherwise you're taking a slot away from somebody else. They are limited. So click through now and uh, get your spot. I love realestate.tv forward slash questions forward slash. Anyway, look, that's it for me this week. Thank you for listening to me on my Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass. I hope you're enjoying the, the amazing ride that we're on here uh, economically, financially. Um, and uh, I hope you're, uh, you're putting it to good use and creating some of those fantastic profits that are out there to be had right now. So thanks. Thank you, guys. Be back again to talk to you next week. Bye for now.